What is going on, everybody? Tanner Pfeiffer here with Pfeiffer Football. Welcome to episode five of the official NFL Rumors podcast with the ever so popular NFL Rums Twitter account and our host here, uh, who remains anonymous, but great to have him here. Thank you so much for joining NFL Rumors. And um, how are you doing this morning? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah, it was a good Thanksgiving, definitely. Uh a happy Thanksgiving to you too, and uh, belated a little bit, but uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad. Uh, uh, family football and fun. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's how, that's how I describe it. Some good games yesterday that we're going to go over, and just uh, just real quick, what we're going to touch base on today is Odell Beckham Jr. Definitely, he's all over the place in the news. Uh, Still, yeah. Yep. NFL coaching hires. Uh, for next season, we're going to go over some fantasy football in our new segment that we're entering in my podcast, and okay. and also uh, reactions to all three games. All right, awesome, yeah. So, and then on YouTube, guys, if you're listening on YouTube, I will add in probably like segments where you can find talks about each uh, topic here. So we got Odell Beckham Jr. fantasy football head coaching hires, possibly head coaching hires for 2023. And uh, Thanksgiving football game reactions. So let's get into it and um, let's talk about Odell Beckham Jr., the fact that he's still trending. And we saw some reports yesterday that he's got uh, visits basically with the New York Giants, possible reunion, Dallas Cowboys, and the Buffalo Bills. What are your thoughts on that? Yep, definitely. So some different news coming out from different people, honestly. So Fox reported, uh, Fox Sports reported, uh, yeah. Jay Glazer, that the Giants and the Cowboys were the most likely landing spots really? for him, right? So those were that's what uh, it came from Fox Sports there. Uh, so, but then we got CBS Sports, CBS right? Sports, yeah, that's doing something a little bit different, right? So I know that all the Bills fans will be happy to hear this. Um, He's the CBS sports are saying that the bills uh, also the uh, Cowboys and Giants are the three teams and that he also talked to the Ravens Mm -hmm. and uh, the Chiefs, but there was no uh, visit scheduled, but their big three is a little bit different than Fox sports big three because they got to be two. Yeah, so in my opinion, I do think that the the Chiefs and the Ravens are the possible underdogs. And to me, the biggest underdog out of those any of the teams, even the ones that he's got visits scheduled for, is the Kansas City Chiefs. At this point in OBJ's career, I believe he wants to win Super Bowl rings. Uh, what is he, 31 years old, I think? So, mm-hmm. like, you're kind of at that point in your career. You're, you're not going to be like, I don't know. He's at, you know, the high point of his career. And we don't know how many years he has left. He's going to want to win Super Bowls. The Chiefs literally look like the best all-around team in the NFL. Obviously, their defense could still use some work, but mm-hmm. they do they do good enough for that offense to keep putting up points. And I, I do think that the Kansas City Chiefs are his best option. Um, but they do have so much, like so many weapons there. Um, and, and then... We talk about the NFC East and a possible Giants reunion. They just got beat by the Dallas Cowboys yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, So to me, it looks like, 
I don't know, the Cowboys were trying to make a statement like, you come to us, not the Giants. Right. And like I said, obviously he wants to win a Super Bowl. So Exactly. And uh, another part of this that uh, not a lot of people is talking about, like even though he has a visit for the Cowboys, yeah, uh, Jerry Jones actually talked to him yesterday after the game. I did, I did see that flying around a bit. Yep, that was uh, from John Machado. And, uh, okay. Yeah, so we, and Ed Werder. So uh, that was two people that was uh, was talking about that. And uh, so, I mean, you know, there's uh, definitely a lot of rumors going around about OBJ. Um, I mean, right now, uh, one of the things, in my opinion, that he's going to be looking at is there's a lot of torn ACLs happening in that giant stadium. Oh, I know. I actually was thinking about that as well. They're like, Oh, it's going to be the turf. It's the turf. And he's not going to want to go back there. I mean, Sterling Shepard tore his ACL one day. Robinson, I believe tore his ACL. Uh, they definitely need his help, but the giants are plagued right now with wide receiver injuries and he's gonna, I mean, he has to be thinking about that. Right, and I mean, when he looks at the Cowboys, he knows they're a really good defensive team, one of the best in the league. Maybe San Francisco, we uh, are there with them, but that's yeah, but, but that's about it. But uh, there are a lot of a lot of really good teams there. You know, when you look at that, uh, you know, the Cowboys, Giants, Giants still got a winning record. You know. But the thing about it is, uh, they real they desperately need him, right? Like they desperately need him at wide receiver. Do the Cowboys desperately need him? Probably not, right? Like when you look right. at it, because CD Lamb has actually been coming on. Yeah, and he's good, and Michael Gallup is good. You got to think, like, if OBJ goes to one of these teams, he's not going to be the primary wide receiver unless it's the Giants. The Giants, he'd probably become wide receiver one immediately. Um, but a team like the Chiefs, no, you're not going to become the wide receiver one. Well, you got yeah. Marquez Valdez Scantling, Kadarius Tony that you traded for, uh, Juju Smith, Travis Kelsey, who's obviously a big threat. So he's always going to be the number one Kelsey. Yeah, he's he's amazing. Yeah. So, so when you, when you look at that, um, I would say like when you're looking at like the whole picture of things, uh, the Chiefs like they got a lot of different wide receivers. When like you said, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marcus yeah. Valdez, Scantlin, even McCole Hardman who will come back. So, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and the Sky Moore he's kind of a young receiver. Um, so I mean they have they have a lot there. Uh, the other one when you're talking about the Ravens, Ravens is a lot like the Giants. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Despite that, but because Lamar Jackson, like, is different. Like, he's at a different breed. Like, he can get, he can get the people open that he needs, right? Like, you right. know, Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, he's definitely going, he's like a lot like the Chiefs, if you kind of think about it a little bit. But Mark Andrews is like his number one. You know, yeah. So. As far as like the Baltimore receiving core goes, Mark Andrews is. He is the wide receiver one, basically, <laughs> and and I think they have um, is it is Duvernay still there? Yeah, yeah, he's had a really good year. Duvernay has he's had a really good year, and you got some of just some weapons that they've got sprinkled around. I know Deshaun Jackson got hurt in his first game, uh, 
Yeah, but well. they got some speedsters that they can throw the ball to. But like Odell Beckham Jr. be a fan favorite there. A lot of people like going to Baltimore as, uh, you know, and definitely making a career there. I've heard, you know, how the players love it. You know, you you talk about some of the guys that's kind of went there and. But the Ravens, I mean, as of now, don't have a visit, right? They don't have a visit. They right. just talk to them. So, but right now, we'd have to consider the Giants. We'd have to consider the Cowboys and have to consider the Bills. Out of everything that we've heard, Fox, like we said, is saying that there are only two, the Giants and Bills. I'm sorry, the Giants and Cowboys. Uh, the CBS is saying the three, the Bills, uh, the uh, Cowboys, and the Giants. So. The Bills, though, I mean, if you think about it, think about it like this. They have Gabe Davis and yeah, they, they have Stephon Diggs, right? Like, he's going to be got like Isaiah, he was with the Rams. Isaiah McKenzie there. and you got Dawson Knox. You're going to be in the same situation where you're like, you're not the number one guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Cowboys is really pushing for him. You know, what? what everything we've heard. Cowboys is really pushing for him. So, I mean, we'll have to see. I know I know some of the guys on Twitter, they were like, hey, we let this guy make a decision already. Like, we're kind of tired. Uh, of yeah, I mean, that's getting stretched for sure. I mean, it's all it's also the media has something to cover, I think, mostly. Um, but I, I don't know. <clears throat> In my opinion, I don't see the Cowboys or the Giants as a Super Bowl contending team. Um, hate me if you want, but that's just my personal opinion on the matters, and I think he's going to go to a team that has a better chance, like the Bills or the Chiefs. Yeah, the Bills, uh, the Bills is like, it, they've been a little bit surprising to me. I really like the Bills, don't get me wrong, uh, when when I'm talking about that. Uh, but I will I will say the Bills has been lackluster the last few weeks. They have. Uh, they're, they, they play hot, cold, hot, cold, kind of. Um, and that's not surprising to me either. I don't think Josh Allen is the most consistent quarterback ever. Uh, he's been really great. Don't get me wrong. He's a star in the making or already a star, basically. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. They're kind of just a little bit streaky and shaky looking over the last few weeks. Uh, I mean, they almost got beat by the Lions. That was actually my upset of Thanksgiving Day. I had the Lions beating the Bills, and it almost happened. Um, mm-hmm. And I do think the, the the Lions are becoming an all-around football team looking good. Their defense has stepped up for sure this last month. Uh, but I don't know. I just I just don't see OBJ going and tr- settling for a team that may not even be a true caliber Super Bowl team. The only reason he'll settle settle and go back to the Giants is because he knows he'll be the immediate impact they need and he'll get all the attention. I, not, I don't want to say it like he's an attention hog, but that's because he knows that's a team he'd immediately become a wide receiver one. Yeah. What and I don't is, know if he'll take that over a Super Bowl contending team. Well, one of the things that you really, uh, you really think about this, Tanner, is with OBJ, he he is reportedly looking for a place to settle down. He just had yeah. a child, and uh, you know, with his wife, uh, girlfriend there, uh, he wants to settle down, and uh, he has family in the Dallas area. Yeah, so they say. I, I 
We'll see, man. I don't know. I'm not high on the Cowboys or the Giants. I don't think he's going to go back there. Yep. Well, I think well, there's going to be be a team that comes in, kind of snubs them or snipes them, you know. And but we'll see. That's my opinions. But yeah, the reports are saying those two teams in the NFC East most likely. Yep, definitely. So that's definitely you know taking you to the o- Odell Beckham Jr. news there. I want to talk just real quick. I know we didn't have this on the agenda, but um, I want to talk about real quick. They were some major records that went down last night. Like what? But they were three actually three not three records team records. However you want to look at it. Number one, I want to talk about Justin Jefferson. He now has the most receiving yards yes. ever. Within the first three years, of his yeah, career. and it's like over forty two hundred, isn't it? Yeah, he beat Randy Moss and Odell Beckham Jr. It's <laughs> crazy, dude. That guy is unreal, and he makes uh, some crazy catches, right? Like he he makes some really really wild catches. Uh, I thought it was so funny last night in the the post game. Uh, they gave him a turkey. He said, "I can't eat that turkey. I still got my grill in." Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> Yeah, and Kirk Cousins was eating it, and uh, was it Adam Thielen who's like, "This thing is dry." Yeah, and then Adam <laughs> Thielen said, "I'm going." I'm sorry, Kirk Cousins said, "I'm going to have to go to my dentist, and the next thing is going to be getting a grill, right?" <laughs> and and he was like, "But I don't think my dentist has a lot of requests for those." Yeah, he's like a small town in Michigan or something. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah, funny. I heard fun. that one of the best interviews there was, and then Patrick Peterson who is one of the great interceptions runs and intercepts yep. a turkey leg. Oh, did he? Yeah, he ran behind <laughs> it and uh, intercepted a turkey leg and took it off oh and started eating. Oh, my gosh. Eating. That's funny. Yep, so some really good Man. things. I want to go to Jamal Williams from your Packers right next. Yeah. So Jamal Williams, when he scored that touchdown yesterday, that is the most touchdowns a Lions running back has ever had since 1991 Barry Sanders. Golly. Yeah, he's becoming a force on the goal line. 13 touchdowns, right? Yep. Barry Sanders, man. That's elite company when you get 1991 Barry Sanders. Yeah. That's oh really gosh. good. And, and we're only 11 weeks into this season. Right. And I want to talk about the last one is Micah Parsons, right? So Micah yeah. Parsons is the third player in NFL history that has 12 sacks in his first two years. And the people that yes. he, the two that he was with, Alden Smith, who kind of fell off because of off-field problems, but he was yes. really great for the 49ers. And, but then the other one, the great Reggie White was the other yeah, one when he played for Philadelphia. So you're talking about him in elite company with Reggie White. Parsons has been a force, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that was a huge win for the Cowboys. I didn't see that one coming, to be honest. Like, I knew he was going to be good, but I don't think anybody knew Parsons was going to adjust as fast to the NFL. He's been incredible. Um, let's move on to the next topic and uh, on the agenda, and that was just some fantasy football. So tell me, from a fantasy football standpoint, who had the best breakout, not really breakout performances, but just who was your favorite performance of the fantasy football this week? Yeah, so far. so far fantasy football. This is a new segment we're gonna have every week. So fantasy football fans, definitely you need to tune in because we're gonna we're gonna try to help you win your league. We right? try. Yeah, 
try that is you know i mean anything can happen right anything can happen we'll say like just saturday did any given sunday yeah right so here's what happened justin jefferson really had a big fantasy game if you had justin jefferson in your lineup you were in a really really good shape which is safe to say almost every week is safe with justin jefferson yep and i know Um, cowboy fans will Love to hear it, unless you're playing Trayvon Diggs. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's a Diggs is it. Ah, I got opinions. <laughs> I got opinions. Um, I did actually have Amon Ross St. Brown for the Lions. Uh, he oh. had nine receptions, 122 yards, and touchdown. a touchdown. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, in my PPR league, he got me 28.9 points. So a great performance on Thanksgiving Day from Amon Ross St. Brown. Oh, nice, um, nice. Dalvin Cook had a tough one for fantasy yes, owners uh, there. Uh, we had Matt Jones, who had a great game. Like, Matt Jones looked like he had his best game of the season. Over 380 yards, he really, really done well. Uh, you have Kirk Cousins, who had almost 300 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. So, you uh, he, had a, he had a great game as well. Um, uh, Ezekiel about, Elliott. Oh, yeah, Elliott had a kind of kind of a – you saw a little bit of old school Elliot a little bit. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So he made his fantasy owners proud getting him in zone with that touchdown. Uh, definitely. I think he was right around 100 yards. And so that was uh, real, really good there. C.D. Lamb made fantasy owners proud. C.D. Lamb, yeah. He had a great game. Uh, even Adam Thielen of the Vikings. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of been one of those touchdown dependent guys the last few years. But nine receptions, 61 yards, and a touchdown. He had over 20 points PPR. Um Let's talk about one of the kind of like, I don't want to say busts, but something bad that happened was Damian Harris. If you're a Patriots, uh, Damian Harris owner. Um, Hopefully he was on your bench because, you know, just kind of the season so far has been eh for Harris. Uh, But he had 1.6 points and then was ruled out of the game with a hamstring injury, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah, that you're right. He was, he was. Uh, Stevenson's really been the bell cow there. Oh man, he has been phenomenal. He's he is quick, and he he had like over 100 scrimmage yards yesterday, and over 70 receiving yards. So like he only had like 30 something rushing, but 70 something yards receiving is incredible. Uh, I'm really loving. Patriots always find a guy like that, you know. Yeah, whether it was uh, who was a. Uh, was it Lewis? And then who who else did they have there for several years with Brady? White. Mm-hmm. Yep. White and Lewis, I believe. James yeah. White, yeah. James White. Yeah. Yeah, Stevenson had over, I think, 20 points PPR. Um, uh, we already talked about C.D. Lamb. What about Cowboys tight end Dalton Schultz? He yep. had two touchdowns. Yeah, he had so. a really good game, too. He really, really helped his fantasy owners really well there. So you know he you know big shout out to Dalton Schultz there. So he did he did he did a really uh, good job. I want to talk too about like some matchups for um, this upcoming week, right? Uh, mm-hmm. One one of my best matchups actually is the Dolphins running backs versus the Texans. Uh, okay. The reason why is the Texans are yeah. ranked dead last in points. Uh, fantasy points given up to for running backs. Back to running backs. Yeah, they have so, like the 32nd ranked defense, uh, rushing defense. So, yeah. 
we're gonna get into the Texans a little bit too on this podcast, right? A little bit more. Okay. But but uh looking at that, uh, you know, that that's a really good matchup for you, right? That's a really good matchup for you. If you got the Jeff Wilson or Raheem Mostert yeah. to, to use is a really good, really good matchup when you're looking at that this week. Uh, you know, that's my matchup of the week. If uh, I don't, backs. yeah, seriously though, if you have a Dolphins running back, start him because <laughs> uh, it's just, I mean, you can't, they've given up the most points to running backs this season. It's worth the start, worth checking it out. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who is your uh, big play, Tanner, this week? I had, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown playing yesterday, but you mean like matchup wise for the rest of the week? Right. I'm looking forward to watching the Cincinnati game versus the uh, Tennessee Titans. Yeah, that, that was my second one. Yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be a good game. I think that, honestly, I just think that the Bengals are going to take it to the Titans this week. Um, I've, I just. I'm just not big on the Tennessee Titans. I mean, they're a pest every year, but they're not a Super Bowl contending team. They'll continue to be a pest, but that's as much as they'll be. Yeah. Uh, well, one thing about the Titans is some info there. Uh, they gave up the fifth. Uh, they, they're the fifth worst team when it comes to giving up fantasy points to quarterbacks. Oh, really? Yep. So that is uh, interesting there, right? But So, that is, you know, it seems like the Bengals – Probably, you know, Joe Burrow's going to be, if you got Joe Burrow, definitely a big start. Oh, yeah, let's talk about, you know, one of the rumors out there. Jamar Chase is expected to play Sunday. Yeah, I, it was like a post-game thing last week, I believe. It was like Joe Burrow was like, oh, yeah, we're going to have Jamar Chase back. Yep, definitely, definitely. And he's ranked like fourth uh, overall, and it's like the fourth quarterback in fantasy football this year. So I expect Joe Burrow to have another big game. Um. I mean, he can easily pass for over 300 yards. So I'm just – I'm expecting Burrow to have a good game. Yeah, another one you might want to do, if you had the San Francisco defense, they're playing the Saints, and the, and they gave up the 10. They're in the top 10 of giving up points to the fantasy defenses. What do you mean by that? Uh, so what you mean is, uh, like, uh, they're de- uh, one of the 10 worst teams that gives up uh, fantasy points to defenses. Like, so – you know, if you have the 49ers defense in your fantasy league, it's probably definitely a start. So you mean the Saints are just like struggling offensively? No, they're str- yeah, like yeah, definitely. They give up a lot of points when they're playing a fantasy defense. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like pick sixes, interceptions, stuff yes. like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and the 49ers defense is good year after year, anyways. So yeah, they're all usually a solid play. And playing against a team like the Saints right now with Andy Dalton struggling. I guess he kind of had a good game last week, but it's Andy Dalton. I wouldn't expect that to to really continue. <laughs> yeah, Miles Sanders is another one to look at just really quick. Uh, yeah. Miles Sanders, actually, the Packers is in the top ten of giving up points to running backs. I believe that 100%, dude. Yep. Yeah, I, so Miles Sanders could be a, a really good start, too, for you. So we'll see. I'm not big on Miles Sanders, but he could be just considering the matchup. Packers really struggle stopping stopping the run every every single week, basically every year. (laughs) So uh, it'd probably be a solid play because they do have a decent secondary. Um, 
if they can just learn how to play man-to-man a little bit more. But that's a whole different story. Yeah, you're not happy with the defensive coordinator no. at the moment. No, I am not, dude. You get rid of Don Capers. You get rid of Mike, Mike Pettin just to hire Mike Pettin 2.0 or Don Capers 2.0. It's just the same old story with the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And um, I think another big one that I would consider playing – uh, well, I consider playing. Most people are going to be starting him anyways as Kenneth Walker against the Las Vegas Raiders. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be a good matchup. Yeah, one more I have for you uh, before we switch topics. Latavius Murray, right? Uh, the Panthers, even though they're a really good defense, yeah, they the Panthers are actually in the bottom five of giving up points to running backs. Interesting, yeah. And Murray is basically the bell cow there right now. A 32-year-old running back, got rid of Melvin Gordon, uh, and that fantastic second-year running back, blanking on the name at the moment, uh, tore his, I believe, ACL this year, earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Young running back, rookie running back they had, yeah. Uh, Devontae, uh, and Devontae something. I'm totally blanking on his name right now. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he, he got hurt earlier this year. So Murray is the bell cow at the moment. And uh, he's going to probably yeah, have a good fantasy performance. They released matchup. also Melvin Gordon this week. Yeah, I thought I said that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Wait. Yeah, Melvin Gordon, that could be another trending rumor. It is a trending rumor, really. Uh, lots of teams could be showing interest in him. Uh, I think there's several good fits around the league for Melvin Gordon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just blanking on that running back's name right now. That's embarrassing. Um but he's a great second-year running back. They look to be the promising future for the Broncos' backfield, too. Uh, but hopefully he'll come back Devontae healthy. Javante Williams. Javante Williams. Yeah, not Javante. It's Javante Williams. Yeah, he's so good. Yep. So look at, looking at that as we get ready to move past fantasy, definitely if you have any questions, uh, feel free. We definitely do, do have a couple communities that you can get in and ask questions on. That is our Discord. And that is also our yes. uh, Twitter community. We have a Twitter community just for fantasy football, right? That you can join. Yep. So uh, you know, if you we we can definitely get you in there, and you can ask questions, and we'll we'll try to answer in both uh, both venues for you. Yeah, absolutely. Our uh, fantasy football community and Discord is on the rise, and as well as a, a Twitter fantasy football community, just because um, you have so many Twitter followers and the engagement on Twitter is great. So we'd be happy to tweet out the invite there, DM it to you guys. Just let us know. Um, you can find all the links to these social medias in the description of this YouTube video as well. Yep, yeah, great. So what we want to do now is move on about some head coaching hires. Right. And one of the most trending ones is Sean Payton. Yes. Yeah, we kind of actually got that a little, uh, you know, it's some news last week from uh, Jeremy Fowler that came out, but we was kind of ahead of the game on that one a little bit. We were, weren't we? You yeah. said last week's podcast, look for the Chargers and who else was it? The, the uh, Cardinals. The, oh, the Cardinals? Yeah, you're like, look out for the Chargers and Cardinals to be uh, front runners for Sean Payton uh, in 2023. And Jeremy Fowler tweeted some tweeted something earlier this week that the Chargers could be an option for Sean Payton because we're expecting that head coach position to be open. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, that when you're when you're thinking about that, I think that's uh, definitely. I mean, he is the 
guy, right? Honestly, no matter who does great in the season right now, yeah, it, it doesn't matter, right? They're going. You, Sean Payton will trump any of those people. The way he can design plays and things of that nature, he can he can trump any of that. And let me tell you something about Sean Payton. If Sean Payton's interested in your team and you wasn't going to fire your coach, you might. <laughs> right? You might be like, yeah, you're Bill Belichick? Yeah, you're fired. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, let's not go too overboard, but, you know, I, I know playing. what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. But we're talking about people that, like, might not be fired, that's got a good record, and, you know, then Sean Payton says, hey, I'm interested in your job. Like, the, those teams are going to think about, like, hey, is this the best person for the job, right? How do you say no to Sean Payton? Especially if you're like a, you know, barely over 500 team and you weren't looking to fire your coach, but Sean Payton's like, I, I know I could do better. You're like, you're going to think about letting your coach go for Sean Payton. Well, just like the Chargers, right? Like, in my opinion, they're the number one team when you look at Sean Payton. Like, Sean Payton with the number one team is, I mean, you're talking about Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, all under contract. Uh, you know, and they're the, like we talked about last week, the Saints offensive coordinator is already there, the former Saints offensive coordinator Lombardi. So, yep. yeah, I mean, it's going to be easy. Like the system's already there. He's just going to like upgrade the system to hit, yeah. you know, a little bit. So And, and Staley's just been – Mediocre. Uh, yeah. Well, they have I not mean, capitalized. If it wasn't for Sean Payton, Staley probably is staying, right? Like because they're going to have uh, over a five hundred record for sure, right? Oh, I I expect them to get rid of Staley, bro. I I do. I just they're underperforming for the last what three years, and they could be playing a lot better. I think, especially with a great head coach like Sean Payton. Um, and regardless of how this season turns out, I think Cliff Kingsbury of the Arizona Cardinals is out of there. Yeah, I do too. I, I don't. He's definitely going back to college. I, I we no. hear a lot of rumors about he he prefer the college game. Yeah, and, he's he's over. He's uh, what in over his head or whatever. I think uh, when it comes to trying to be an NFL coach, it's just not working out. Well, he got the hand-picked Kyler Murray. Like, he's got his quarterback. He's not one of those coaches that's like, hey, I've inherited this kind of really tough quarterback, you know, and now I have to yeah. try to win with him. He got to pick the quarterback he wanted. And, and it's still not working out. So, I no. think it's it comes down to coaching at this point. Exactly. So, the in my opinion, one of the top coaches for next season is the Miko Ryans. D'Amico Ryans is a, great, a really, really good coach. He's a really good leader of men. When you're when you're looking at D'Amico Ryans, one of the things, like he's really good at calling the defense. He's really good at making in-game adjustments. I mean, that's key when you're a head coach. When yeah. things ain't going right, you're making in-game adjustments. Last three weeks, the 49ers have given up zero points in the second half. You know, so they make he makes the in-game adjustments that he needs to fix things. Yeah, he's been great, honestly. But if they lose him as a defensive coordinator, I think the the 49ers franchise just kind of take. I mean, it hits it takes a toll because if you look at what has happened with the Los Angeles Rams and that Sean McVay coaching tree, they have lost staff member after staff member after staff member, and it's finally, I think, taken its toll. Uh, they lost. 
uh, man, who have they lost? They lost their offensive coordinator Connell or O'Connell to the. He's the head coach of the the Vikings right now. They've lost uh, Joe Barry, who was their defensive backs coach. He's now the defensive coordinator of the Packers. Mm-hmm. Um, who did they lose the year before that? It's just year after year. Uh, wasn't Staley there? Yeah, he was the defensive coordinator. Yeah, Staley was there. I mean, it's just like they keep taking loss after loss when it comes to their staff. And that's what's going to end up happening to the 49ers if they continue to succeed, I think, you know. Mm-hmm. And one thing about – I want to talk about the Chiefs real quick. It's almost a good thing that Eric B. Enemy isn't getting a head coaching job because they are keeping their staff together. And they're going to win hope, probably another Super Bowl. So it's – I mean – yeah. One, it's not often you get to keep all your staff, but if you succeed a lot, your staff members are usually gone. Yeah, one name you want to look at, Tanner, though, for the 49ers is Chris Carrick. He's the defensive line coach for the okay. 49ers. And if they lose the Miko Ryans, he's the next man up, right? And he's actually developed, helped develop Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead. Uh yeah. you know, a lot of these, a lot of these really good defensive line that they got, right? Uh, yeah, you know, so he's the next man up. He he actually coached in the Dominican Sioux in Detroit, and that was one hmm. of the reasons Sue wanted to come to San Francisco. Yeah, he he almost did right. You right. between the 49ers and the Eagles, right? Because of Kirk, because okay. Kirk had coached them in Detroit. Huh. That's so, interesting. Yeah, so he he was almost down to pick him the 49ers because of Chris Kirk, and a lot of people like Chris Kirk. So I think if D'Amico Ryan's moves on, Kirk will be the new DC. But how do you think he would do, man? It's like pretty you can't good. Keep. It's like eventually your your little f- farming mill runs <laughs> out of of these prospects and these great coaches, you know. And it's like year after year, man, they're just gone. Is this exactly what's happened to the Rams? And like people aren't seeing that. Like I mean, they're seeing it, but they're not acknowledging that this can happen to their team at any point if they start succeeding. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's happened with the Dolphins. I mean, it's already kind of started with them uh, with was it Mike McDaniel, head coach of the Dolphins. So, Yeah, but the Niners has been really good at developing these coaches, but developing yeah. these quality control coaches. We'll just have to say that, but Chris Kirk, I'm a big fan of if he becomes a defensive coordinator. I want to talk about D'Amico Ryans real quick, and I know okay. Lovey Smith, a lot of people's not talked about him losing his job a lot, but I think D'Amico Ryans is a great fit for the Texans, right? He was a former player there. Okay. And yeah. and also I think that he would be a really – their defense is really – got some really good young players. So I think he can really do some great things there in in for their defense, right? They got another yeah. uh coordinator that I think he might would think about keeping as Pat Hamilton. The, yes. Uh, uh, because Pat Hamilton is a uh, really big in a lot of people's eyes and he worked on the Jim Harbaugh staff who was also a coach for the 49ers, right? And he yeah. is a running game guru. And you can see it by Damon Pierce, right? Like he is really good yes. at setting up runs. So that is something that he, you know, you can see him keeping him, the Miko Ryan's calling plays. And then just just be with me a second here. Jimmy Garoppolo has put himself in a great shape to get paid next season. 
Oh, right. for sure. Yeah. If he hasn't been, uh, he wasn't traded this off season. And is he, is he a free agent? He's a after free agent after this season. So he I gets would the look pick. for the Texans and probably the Jets, to be honest. Yep. Texans and Jets are my favorite two for him. Texans, I want to think, there's this reason I like him for the Texans. Okay. He is GM there for the Texans drafted him in New England. Who And who is that? Is that Easterby? No, no, not Easterby. You're talking about, let me, let me get his name just real quick. Yeah, because I, I forgot, but he's the one, the guy from New England. Nick Casario. Oh, that's right. Duh. Yeah, yeah. My my bad. Yeah, Nick Casario. He's drafted Garoppolo in New England in, what, 2014? And he's yeah. now with the uh, Houston Texans. That's a good connection as well, yeah. yeah he probably so, really likes Garoppolo. Right, and think about this. You get D'Amico Ryans as your head coach. He's got yeah. uh, he's got the relationship with Jimmy G already, where he's there on staff. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, I think those two things can be a great win in marriage when he was like, hey, I can bring Jimmy G to your organization. And that's right. the thing, too, is if the, the Texans do get, like, you know, a top three pick in the draft – they're probably going to select a QB for the future, you know, for and just have Garoppolo play for a couple seasons still and develop a young quarterback under Garoppolo um, while they're rebuilding, probably. So it could be something to really look out for. That's a good point. D'Amico Ryans and Jimmy Garoppolo could both be going to the Houston Texans. That's a good fit. Yep, definitely. I think it's a good fit. Davis Mills kind of been really underperforming this season after a solid rookie season. Um, and, and Garoppolo is just a great game manager, to be honest. He's not flashy. He's not, you, you know what I'm saying? He's not just like a most flashy quarterback, but he can get the job done, get you some wins. Yeah, definitely. And he's really good at working with young players, as you've seen with Trey Lance. So if the Texans drafted a quarterback, they would be very, you know, they'd be happy, right? Like yeah. he, he, you wouldn't have to worry about him saying, Hey, you know, I don't want to lose my job to this young guy. He's yeah. going to actually help develop you. Let's see how old. I want to see how old Jimmy Garoppolo is. Cause if the Texans do draft a really young quarterback, Jimmy G is only 31. Honestly, they could still get like five more solid years out of him at least too. Yeah. But, I would say maybe two or three years, just you know, just playing the numbers, like playing to, the numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you let him play for a couple of years and let a young quarterback, you know, develop under him, and yeah, you know, I mean, you know, I that, I think that will be a really good winning combination. Then you talk about the Jets. You got it. This is even another a lot of fits, right? So Robert, we're talking about Jimmy just for a second before we get into mm-hmm. more head coaches, but. Uh, one of the things is with them, Robert Sala on staff with the 49ers, seeing what Jimmy G could do. He the Jets offensive coordinator to the floor. Jimmy yes. G right there with them was the yep. 49ers offensive coordinator. That's a good so, connection as well. Yeah, that could yeah. easily happen. Yeah. Plug and play uh, there. Like he already knows the system. That's true. Plug and play and I think we all know Zach Wilson. I I he's not the quarterback of the future. They might give him another season. Mistakenly, in my opinion, I think he's done uh, after the season. If he doesn't turn this around, I think you got to move on if you want to get some wins. Their defense has been performing well. Sala is, I think, coaching them really, you know, great. Is a great coach. I think he's doing well there. But if they want to really take that offense and make and just step it up, they got to get a more solid quarterback and get some better play there. And yeah. I think that's a good. 
That's a good connection, man. Very good job there. Is that like, how do you, how do you figure these things out? I think a lot of people watching are an NFL rumors account fan. Like, how do you, how do you go about finding out these connections and what's your first step to process this stuff? Yeah. So one of the things that we do, we have an analytics team that we look at, you know, with all the information and, Mm -hmm. you know, that is a lot of the things that we would do. Also, you know, we scour the things uh, for your articles, like from NBC, CBS, definitely try to source those guys uh, when when we get it from them. Uh, And as we've developed on the account, you know, we, we've had people that, you know, have reached out to us, sources from different teams that would give us info, right? Saying, hey, you know, we'd like to let you guys break this, or we'd like to do that, you know, we'd like your account, or something like that, you know. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it didn't happen at first, I'm going to be honest, it didn't happen there at first. We didn't, you know, have the great connections, you know, uh, but it developed in time, you know, we had people that had come out and, were you know I'll, I'll throw one out there tony jefferson i know me and you shared some things yeah, on jefferson yeah. on, in the dm you know he yeah. he he reached out to us and was like hey you know who you hearing that might sign me you know With and the, i was uh, like uh, well, yeah, yeah i remember that bro it was, yeah. it was a, that was last season when you were covering that story yeah right? yeah and i was like well you know this is what we're hearing right now and he was like well yeah let me call and check on that right and i was like oh yeah cool you know that's <laughs> so cool yeah so he called and checked on it and he was like uh you know we came back to us and uh eventually that year he went over to san francisco and he he had told us he was like hey you know uh we're not you know don't don't let it go yet which we did out of personal courtesy yeah you know what i mean uh and, that, and that's something we always do if a player reaches out you know we'll, we'll be personal courteous about it we'll let them know who what we're hearing and we, we've had several players do that. And, you know, one of the big things is like, yeah, definitely I won't. And then, you know, he, he gave me the green light to say, hey, San Francisco, right? Lasagna. Yeah, I remember that. I yep. remember he even – we so I think he even told you when he was flying there, right? Yes. Yeah. And you got that story before anyone else, like Ian Rappaport, I think, broke that signing. But mm-hmm. really you – broke it first <laughs> yeah definitely definitely he he was uh you know told us some good information he's a really nice guy by the way and uh, i really like his career he's a really great player plays for too. the giants right now so uh definitely he's a really good guy and uh you know some of the other ones that you know we we've just been able to talk to and you know we we get that we get that info now a lot of people share that uh we have people that have worked uh now they, that work at different uh, broadcasts like uh, CBS and NBC. So uh, definitely, uh, hmm. you know, they, they gave us some connections in there. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, definitely some interns that have worked with us previously. And uh, so that is a real big thing, as you know yourself, right? Like, yeah. you know, when you came on with us, you know, uh, we was like, uh, you know, we got, we uh, were able to hook you up with Josina Anderson, you know. That's so. true. Yeah, yep. you did. Yeah, you've actually made several connections for me and like let him know, hey, you could reach out to this guy. He knows what he's doing. And I I, I don't know. I woke up one morning and I, I saw some of my DMs. I was like, oh, no way. And so it's true. And you got the hookups and you, you do know some people. And it's uh, I'm grateful for that opportunity. Yep. Um, so well, we've gone over. Is there any other head coach well, vacancies yeah, I, that you think I, might be coming? 
Yeah, definitely. I want to mention one that give me a shout out to Peter Schrager. Uh, really good guy. You know, he, he follows, he, he, he's, uh, he follows with the account. And, uh, so we're, we're really, uh, really glad peter does he's a really good guy i love listening to him on good morning football yeah um, he 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 said the watch for ben johnson. ben johnson ben johnson is the offensive coordinator for the lions he's a sleeper head coach candidate pete said really yep so that's something huh. to watch where do you think it would be a good fit for him? Have you run the analytics on that? Yeah, that, I mean, that's actually a really tough one. You know, there's not much information, too much on him, right? Like, yeah, I, I think, like, we probably would come out with something later on that if, you know, that keeps on, you know, trending as a, yeah. a coach. But I think Ben Johnson, I mean, man, he's done some really good things with Detroit. Look what he's done for Jamal Williams. Jared Goff is has is having a good season. I don't think anyone really saw him having good seasons with Detroit, but he is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, statistically, so you, yeah, right, <laughs> right. And, and I mean, they they compete in almost every game, right? Like, yeah. So I mean, he he, I think he is definitely uh, somebody to watch. Ben Johnson's definitely a, a coach to watch. Another one we have is I hope I do not miss his name up here, right? <laughs> Edgero oh. Avero, right? He Who's is that? the Broncos defensive coordinator. Okay. He is another one to watch. He actually, honestly, who knows? He might be the Broncos' new head coach next year. Could be. I'm sure he's in the running for it. They might go, you know, something internal or mm-hmm. may look at something external. I think Nathaniel Hackett is done. Um, I, do I don't too. think he's going to last you this year at all. Nathaniel Hackett, I want to thank him. Think about this for a second. Tell me a head coach that you can remember that gives up play calls in his first year. Who gives up play calling? Yeah, like you do that nor the end of your, you know, when your job's in jeopardy, right? Or you do it, or you do it in the off season. Yeah, mm-hmm. for him to do that in the middle of a season, just bad news. Yep. It ain't good. Um, well, yeah, definitely. You know, a, a place that I like being Johnson. Where? The Panthers. Really? He's a Carolina native. Mm-hmm. He uh, played uh, – he, he started his career at Boston College. Okay. Uh, also, he uh, he started out with the Dolphins in 2012, was his first uh, tenure in the NFL. And he mm-hmm. stayed with the Dolphins from 2012 to 2018. Okay. He had a variety of roles – from a wide receiver coach to a tight end coach to a quarterback coach. So what about that? Besides the native to Carolina, why else do you think he would land there? Yeah, I think, you know, remember the Panthers are definitely going to look. Steve Wilkes is definitely, I think, in the running for that. But, yeah. you know, I don't I, I don't know if they would go there. I mean, they, they really want to get a good player for that fan base. They really want a quarterback. They need a quarterback. What about Ben Johnson as a person that could develop your quarterback as he showed with Jared Goff? Like what that's quarterback possible. you bring in? Like that's the question. Their defense is already there. He, they don't yeah. need a defensive coordinator in Carolina, right? They, no, yeah. They, they need, need an offensive minded. Mind, right, yep. that can do it. And you bring in a, somebody that can coach up a quarterback, definitely. Like the Denver Broncos, D.C., right? Like yeah. I think that he could – 
you know, be it be somebody that, you know, gets a job there. Uh, you know, maybe the Broncos, who knows? You know, uh, I've heard a lot of rumors that Dan Quinn is who the Broncos are. Yeah, and which to me is another big fat L by the Denver Broncos. Um, not that like Dan Quinn was horrible, but like he's so much better as just sticking as a defensive coordinator. It's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah, he, he almost was hired, right? He, yeah. he was almost a hired. Uh, I think what a source did tell me about, um, I think it was this week when I was actually putting the stuff together for our podcast for the coaches, mm-hmm. is uh, he told me that D'Amico Rines could have had that Vikings job he wanted. The which job? The Vikings job this year. Really? Yeah. He told me that he believes that he, if he believes that, that he could have had that Vikings job if he really wanted it. But they gave it to O'Connell instead. Yeah, yeah. And I, but I mean, you know, I mean, it's that's just spilt milk now. It's over. But, you know, yeah. he said that, <laughs> but he pulled out of it. He wanted the fact that they said that we're not hiring you. He, he hmm. pulled out of that. I got a question for you. So, what do you think? So, if that defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos stays there, right? As defensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett loses his job. What do you think about an offensive-minded coach like Sean Payton with Russell Wilson and the weapons that he has there? I think it's definitely a possibility. I think it's a possibility of him being a sleeper. He wants a quarterback, right? Right, and you got Russell freaking Wilson, who is not performing well this year at all, but he's still Russell Wilson. Exactly. And he's got a decade of really good seasons. Yeah, and when you think about it, uh, Russell Wilson, listen, Sean, Pay- uh, Sean Payton, everybody was like, yeah, Drew Brees is a short quarterback, right? Yeah. You know, Russell Wilson's a short quarterback as well. And so he he's got well that Drew experience. Brees, so, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think, think that he really wants to get with Herbert. You know what I mean? That's his, thing. That's his end game. Oh, yeah, Herbert's right? young. He, he's He's got a rocket arm. He could scramble, too. Um, Herbert is just promising, and yeah. he could. See, he's the franchise quarterback there right now for the uh, Chargers. You get the right mind in there, just fix a little, you know, tweak a little things on the offense, and hopefully tweak a little things on that defense. And if Sean Payton's there, he's going to likely recruit some really good coaches as, as well. Yeah, and there's a probably good chance if he goes to the Chargers on Barty stays and, you know, he might look at a different type of defensive coordinator. They've had a lot of injuries, too. Like, you know, when – you know, he knows that, too, Sean Payton does. Like, hey, yeah. you know, when Joey Bosa comes back, that's going to be Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. Darren James is one of the best defenders. Yes. Let's see what I can do with uh, J.C. Jackson when he comes back. Yeah, You know, uh, you got Asante Samuel Jr. there. Oh, my uh, gosh. I'm forgetting about all these weapons. Yeah, like they got like they are a Super Bowl lined up team that just has to have things fall in place, right? Yeah, they really are on paper, man. That team is stacked. Yeah, uh, like for example, they might you know they might look at you know grabbing a linebacker in free agency. Yeah, they might look at doing something like that. Uh, but their cornerbacks are stout, their safety stout, uh, the their defensive line stout. Uh, you know, they're really good. They're receiving course out. They got one of the best offensive lines in football when they're healthy. When they're healthy, yeah. Well, they had the young guy that got hurt this year. Uh, was, that, uh, was that 
Who, oh, who is it? It's not Darisol. That's the Vikings guy. Yeah, uh, that will be uh, the chart. Let me think of his name real quick. Yeah, I forgot. He was a first-round pick, right? Yep, first-round pick. And then they uh, got that center who used to be with the Green Bay Packers, literally blinking on his name as well right now. But he's always dealing with injuries, it feels like. Uh, Chargers always dealing with an injury bug. So, Yeah, they've got a ton of injuries, right? Like, they got Pipkins, but, I believe, who's also injured. Yeah, the but the Chargers' line. offensive linemen are really good. It's young, and it's really good, right? Like, yeah. you're looking at that. So, I mean, honestly, they, they've got some really good pieces. It's, it's no lie there. They've got some really, really good pieces. And when they get everything together, uh, it's going to be it's gonna be really, really good, man. It's going to, you know, like, that's why Sean Payton wants to go there. Let's just let's be real here, right? Yeah. Because I mean, he knows they got a great offensive line. They got a great young quarterback. They got wide receiver weapons. They even got Gerald Everett if they want to re-sign him. Nice tight true. end, right? So they, I mean, and then you got the really good offensive line. We talked about really good defensive line, really good secondary. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is a win now mode team. It really is. I think it's a great opportunity, and a guy like Sean Payton could seriously capitalize on that. Yeah, definitely. And like right now, when you're looking at openings, uh, the Raiders have said Josh McDaniels is there to stay. I believe them. The reason why I believe them is the GM was from the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely don't think Josh McDaniels is going anywhere. So, and the the players actually really like him. Derek Carr and uh, Devontae Adams really like him. Uh, but I think uh, that I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, so, I mean, when you're That's looking crazy. at openings, I mean, what you want to do is you want to look at really the biggest thing is you want to look at the standings, right? Yeah. When you when you really look at openings and like when you look at the AFC East, not, nobody's changing anything there. We're just going to go into list a little bit, ad lib a little bit here, guys. The Ravens, nothing's changing there. Bengals, nothing changing there. Browns possible. might be a sleeper. To it's possible. Change. I think they could move on. Yep. Steelers, Mike Tomlin, I don't think he's changing, even though he's had a losing record this year. I just don't think he's going anywhere. No, he's not. The, the Titans, uh, you the Colts, I'm going to talk about them. Jeff Saturday is somebody they really like there, but, you know, not necessarily that, you know, he's the guy. You know, they might, you know, look and venture and get a, a head coach there. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's on the table as well. Yeah, the Texans, like we mentioned, they're going to be on the table more than likely. I don't think they're going to go forward with Lovey So. Smith. So here to wrap this up, let's do let's do the teams that we know are like extremely likely to have a head coaching vacancy after the season. We're gonna go Denver Broncos, mm-hmm. Houston Texans, yep, Chargers, Chargers, Colts. Colts are on the table with the chopping block. Browns is potentially on the table. Browns. Could be on the table. So that's at least five head coaching jobs. Did I say the Broncos? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But in the NFC East, when you look at that, none of those guys will go anywhere. No, they're not going anywhere. Um, we're going to look at the North. you got the Vikings, the Lions, the Packers, and the Bears. Packers might be a dark horse chopping block. Maybe, maybe. Uh, he's had really good success. I don't. I don't think they'll let him go. I think, but I, no, just because their front office is totally incompetent. But 
the Packers are used to keeping staff members five years too long anyways. Um, but I think that the skill and talent that they've had on that team outshines his coaching ability. Um, I truly think that. The others are going to be, man, the Saints, Panthers, and Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So how many do we got there? So Saints, Panthers, Cardinals, Texans, Broncos, Browns. Uh, I'm blanking again. We just covered some. At least um, eight, probably. What was that? At least eight head coaches. At least, yeah, six to eight. With, and that's a lot. That's a lot for a one-season Yeah, and you're looking change. at probably Sean Payton getting one of those, right? Yeah, Sean you're, Payton's a lock, honestly. Yeah, you're, you're, getting, you're going to get the 49ers defensive coordinator getting one, D'Amico Ryan. D'Amico Ryan's, uh, maybe Eric Bieniemy if he continues to do what he's doing. Yep. You got him. Uh, you also got the 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 Broncos. The uh, defensive coordinator might that's work right. out and get one. He was in the Vikings running too, so he. So I mean, that's what that's at least like four guys that could get those six to eight coaching jobs. Mm-hmm. I Dan mean, this Quinn is crazy. Too. I know that Dan you're Quinn. not a big fan of him, but he he's uh, he's there. But he's gonna be yeah, he's gonna be a trending name as a head coaching job, and whether. Whether that, I mean, doesn't matter my opinion. He's going to be in the running for a head coaching job. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. He's going to be there. So when you're looking at that, that's at least four or five. Yeah. You know, head coaches that, you know, could potentially, you know, when you're looking at jobs, that's potentially. And, you know, you're always going to have the one college coaching candidate that comes out of the blue. That's true. Yeah. I mean, nobody knows that name right now, but you're going to probably have somebody that comes out of the blue with, you know, some some team likes. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, looking at that, I would say, I real, I, I think, you know, at least we got five, six solid candidates that's going to get jobs at least. For sure. Yeah. And I know that Cliff Kingsbury is likely going to go back to college. So, well, yeah, he'll, he'll be a hot commodity in college. Yeah. Yeah, but like he's definitely not a hot commodity, and my, Matt Rule will be a hot commodity in college, right? I mean, yeah, I, both of those guys will, both of those guys will do well in college, right? Like, but I heard that he's getting calls already. Like he got calls like the first week he was even fired from the Panthers, and I think it was from NFL people. So, wow, that's uh, I did see a report a about that. I don't like Matt Rule. You know, I, I mean? don't either. That's like it's like a Joe Brady era again, where it's, it's didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's just a few to think about. You know, in this segment, you know, think about as we look into the season. If your team's really not doing so well, and you know, you don't have the hope of the playoffs. I mean, you have the hope of the future. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that's always you know really good to look at. A lot of teams have a lot of draft picks, right? Uh, you know, yes. like. You're talking about the Lions, the te- you know the Texans. Like that's another appealing thing about the Texans, real quick, right? They're going to have two top ten picks. Yeah, and like we said, if they if they choose a possible quarterback of the future, and then get Jimmy G to help develop them, and just have a bridge quarterback for a few years, right? That's, right. that's a big thing, man. That could happen. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of the a lot of the things uh, talking about that you're, you know, there's a lot of different there are a lot of different avenues, you know, when you look at that, you know, uh, for draft picks and things of that nature, you know, when you have draft picks and 
and things like that. That's very appealing for a head coach when you got top picks, right? And the oh, Texans yeah, do. yeah. Yeah. The Bears, man, are the team that's sitting in a good spot for free agency. They got $100 million to spend in free agency. Don't even get me started on the Bears. <laughs> yeah, but they... Not they a fan. Yeah, they definitely got some money to spend. They might overspend on somebody, but they definitely got the money to uh, invest. <laughs> That's a good point. Okay. Um, so we are right at an hour, guys. We're going to go ahead and try to wrap up this podcast. Uh, I think we covered a lot on this episode. OBJ news. We covered some fantasy football sleepers, some starters, surprises of the week. And we went over some possible head coaching vacancies for the 2023 season. And I believe this is going to be a topic that we can continue to cover throughout the rest of this season, some uh, possible vacancies for the 2023 season. Um, NFL Rumors, is there anything you want to add as we wrap up this podcast? Where can we find you? And uh, what else do you uh, provide here to all the viewers? Yep, definitely. You know, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter for sure. Uh, make sure that you follow us and turn on your notifications. We'll try to keep you updated on all the information. Uh, you know, we're getting ready to head into 182,000 followers. And, That's a lot. <laughs> yep. And definitely we're one of the uh, top NFL accounts on Twitter. Definitely. And, uh, do, do you know, not really just my opinion, but the numbers indicate that, right? So, oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so that is uh, something that we got going on um that and another thing too is uh you know just the last thing i had wrapping up definitely you know some great thanksgiving games and we we talked about like a lot of the great performances that already so uh, yeah I, I definitely you know it was a great day of football another great podcast the podcast just talking about it a little bit guys uh -huh. it's actually grown every week we've done it right like every week it's got better you know with the viewership so that is it, it's coming along coming good we got a guest next week we're just yes we uh, do we got a couple lined up yep couple guests coming up uh, for the week uh next couple weeks uh but i've got uh i want to do some confirmation before we announce it and uh but it's some really good stuff next week we'll have uh if you like uh you know talking about some of your team's uh, rookies and their performance you definitely want to tune in and oh yeah that's true yep and uh tell us tanner where we can find you and what you're into right now oh well you can find me on twitter at tanner five for nfl you can see my name on the screen right there um and how it's spelled and everything i'm on instagram as well at five for football i got a right now fifty five thousand followers i gained like 300 followers in the last two days so some big gains there and uh just making a lot of connections guys um join the discord we are now powered by NFL Rumors, so their Discord is our Discord as well. And we just love to have that community. And uh, I just want to thank you for your time. Made a lot of great points. And uh, we, like he said, we've got some guests lined up. We just got to confirm some things and some times. And, uh, but we're super excited, to, for, especially for these next few weeks. December, I think, is going to be a great month for our podcast. Yeah, definitely. We, you know, we got the playoffs coming up. Uh, that we're going to be talking about. We're going to be doing some more reactions to the games uh, as the fans wanted uh, that. So we definitely listen to our followers and fans. Um, and, you know, we'll definitely keep you on track for the OBJ news. I know that you're probably tired of hearing of it and you want to get a team. But, you know, we'll 
we'll have it covered. Is that's going to be that honestly, when you're talking about news, I mean, OBJ is going to be everything besides the games and a playoff. Yeah, if he's a free agent, you got to cover it. You got to cover it. I mean, that's yeah. just how it is. Yeah, as long so as he's a free agent. Yeah, he's going. He's going to pick a team within two weeks. And then we'll put that to bed. It's kind of like Deshaun Watson, if you think about it, in my opinion. Like, yeah. we 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 run Deshaun Watson until it was no longer – like, everybody was just tired of hearing it. It's like, trade. Where's he getting yeah. traded to? He was traded, and it's a foregone conclusion. Same thing with OBJ. You know, people is wanting to, to see where he goes. And, uh, you know, some disappointed people will be out there probably when uh, yeah. he makes his mind up. But we're excited to cover it for you and uh, excited to have Tanner here. He's done a good job. Uh, he's Appreciate really, that. He's really done – he does a really good job. You guys need to go follow him. Uh, he, he does a really good job of breaking down all the news down to the last little tidbit of the injuries, uh, even even some of the, the things he has from uh, some of the Arkansas players. Uh, definitely, yes. you need to You need to follow him. There are a lot of, a lot of good stuff there. Yeah, guys, that's a good point. I appreciate you pointing that out. Yeah, I do have some Arkansas root connections here, so I've been trying to cover a lot of the Pro Hogs. If you're an Arkansas Razorbacks fan, or uh, you know, we've got a first round pick in the NFL this year, Traylon Burks. Sometimes I get some things about him, so make sure you guys follow along. And uh, I'm gonna go ahead and play this outro. NFL rumors. Thank you once again. Um, and guys, another great week of this podcast. Uh, NFL rumors. Any final words? No, not uh, not too much. Just I, I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving, and we're just thankful for you uh, to have you yes, as a follower. Are. And uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. And uh, definitely, we got some big things on the horizon. Yes, we do, guys. Thank you so much. I'll play this outro.